The name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the man. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> Just when you thought there was going to be a new episode of 007, we throw another damn clip show at you. Uh, this time, it's our best of looking at Daniel Craig's film commentaries. Uh, so we commentated through all of these films, uh, not in order. Some of them we did in random order. Uh, you can hear Ben and Colin on all of them, and you'll hear me on two of these episodes. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking through the Daniel Craig commentaries. Uh, uh, sometimes having big debates, sometimes having big laughs. So you can hear all of it again here. Uh, if you're like me, you can't be bothered sitting through all these episodes, then you just got to get the best of. Uh, so I hope you enjoy listening and reviewing and recapping our time spent on the Daniel Craig commentaries. Roll the best on. We did for Dr. No, 321 No. We did for World is Not Enough, 321 Jones. Do we have something for this to count down to? 321 to the left <laughs> okay let's go with that uh on three two one to the left and the lion is roaring it's another good line that line's the most famous line since simba a lion really has been around forever he's gone really gray in this movie by the time i got to this i know right as did the Colombian lady here she's started to age poorly there's comedy here it's just that he plays it in like a cocky arrogant way instead of like a roger moore but I, you know rip shot way. i get that i just guess my issue is that there's no charisma he's not charismatic he's just oh there's tons of charisma uh, i don't i don't think he just comes like yeah he's cocking that but he just he comes across as one of these people who he's like I'm sexy and hot, I'm going to bet every chick, and I'm just... Like, I know that's Bond's character, but well, Bond does it with a charismatic way that you still kind of are like, oh, Bond, I'll still go have a beer with him. Like, this Bond, sometimes you just... Like, he's the douchey jock at high school that you just want to punch in the head. <laughs> but let's not forget that as much as people were opposed to a blonde Bond, the other petition people had was that Daniel Craig wasn't thought to be handsome or sexy enough to be Bond. And then as soon as the movie came out, it was like this complete 180 where suddenly he, he's like the hottest Bond in history. But women weren't excited about him going into this. Like they had to sell the audience on Daniel Craig as Bond. Well, I do believe that the rate of uh, men coming out as gay in 2006 increased after seeing <laughs> Casino Royale. So uh, <laughs> it clearly worked. It did way more for the gay community than Madonna singing the <laughs> yeah. theme to Die Another Day. 2002. Well, you know, all the gay men were very happy to watch James Bond, but in 2006, all the men that weren't gay became gay, and... Um, That's right. I stayed straight because of Judy Dench. 
I, I have to say, she she shows more cleavage in this movie than she does in the other Bonds. So more power to her. Well, she is Woman about to become a Bond girl in two films. So she. Needs... That's right. This is the 2006 Judy Dench. She's showing the goods. <laughs> So if they knew then that somebody's stock, they made a lot of money after 9-11, have they not, like, why, there's a Bond movie there, isn't there? Like, Bond tracks down the terrorists who profited from 9-11. Would have made a great Bond movie. They should have made that in 2002. I wonder how that would have gone down. James Bond hunts Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> James Bond somehow gets on the plane about to fly into the Trade Center and stops it, like. That... Other than being held in North Korea and then... DNA therapy. I don't know if the Americans would have taken to that too well. They would have been like, we don't need a British person to save us. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it would have been a Mission Impossible. It would have been Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt or whatever. Is it Ethan yeah. Hunt? That's his name? Yes, Ethan Hunt. Like Ethan Good Hawk. job. Ethan Hawke's the actor, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ethan. Yes, Ethan Hunt. <laughs> this is like, um, I think if we do the all-time Hall of Fame episode. I think this is one that I would put up as an easy contender. This is probably one of my favorite scenes in all the Daniel Craig movies. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This is where we get the love story is not believable. <laughs> Again, like, that's not love. He just wants to bone her. And she that's just wants to bone Bond him. Movie. That's every Bond movie. The difference is he just wants to bone her for a longer period of time in this movie other than three days in the regular Bond movie. Here it's like three months. George Lazenby got married. Like... <laughs> he got married after knowing her for two weeks. That's allowed in the 60s. It was expected. <laughs> and it's George Lazenby. Who wouldn't want to marry him after two weeks? I remember making the comment that I preferred his role in Quantum of Solace, just wishing there were more of it. I still stand by that. There's no knock against it. There's a Michael G. Wilson cameo there. Two mm. young women fawning over him. <laughs> that's just that's not even that that wasn't even acting. That was just him in the background waiting. Yeah. Like That's that's how these Bond girls get the parts in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they sleep with Michael G. Wilson. Didn't you notice yeah. that that was um Blue is the lesbian room girl? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've forgotten her name now. <laughs> um, yeah, I have. I've forgotten uh, her name. Uh, I'm mocking. I'm, <laughs> I wasn't going to refer to her as blue as a lesbian. Um, <laughs> oh, this is... Yeah, hang on. <laughs> What's going on? Madeline Swan. That was her name, Madeline Swan. No, I'm thinking about the actress. Um, I, I, I just thought it was Madeline Swan. <laughs> Leia Sadu. There we go. Yeah, Leia Sadu. Princess Leia Sadu. Denise Richards. What about her? <laughs> I get all testy when you bring her. <laughs> You're just like, what about her? Yeah, I'm kind of like not as attracted to her now that I realize she's French. <laughs> just pretend she's British. No. Who else is French? Let's think. <laughs> Other Bond girls might be French. Sophie Marceau. <laughs> Leia Sadu. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I just love that. Who else is French? <laughs> Gerard Depardieu. Let's list off all the people Ben hates because they were born different. <laughs> oh, everybody listening to Double Seven can't wait when Idris Elba is cast as Bond. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> 
At least he's not French. Gerard Depardieu is cast as James Bond. Oh. <laughs> We're doing it again, aren't we? We're not talking about the film. Uh. Yeah. I've already decided, though, we will tweet the Mr. Mendelssohn guy by the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, the banker. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, we, yes, people who don't realise, if you've listened to the World Is Not Enough commentary, and we talked about uh, messaging Mr. Davidov, Davidov replied to my tweet. That's right. Life made. Didn't really say much, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Mini driver to Davidoff. Oh, look, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> into big names. It's going up in the world. We're going to get um, Der Woman. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when we eventually do that, you know we have to tweet her. Oh, look, I'm just too excited for that now. I don't think I need to do it now. And uh, <laughs> does she even have to <laughs> What would you do if she did and her profile picture was the woman from Gestapo? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I found a Hannah Stokely, but this is definitely not. Um, <laughs> it's like a 15-year-old girl, apparently. Then <laughs> stop trolling 15-year-old girls and watch the movie. <laughs> Sorry. This is a short scene, but... Every scene with Bond and Vesper is just perfect. Like, you could just put together a reel of all the Bond and Vesper scenes, and I would be happy. I could just watch that all night. I couldn't. Is this, is this the one that bothered you, the finger-looking good scene? I would admit it's, it's, like, I don't know. It's just something about it. Like, I get what they're trying to do, but, like, let's go into a shower. She, I mean, he probably thinks she, she slid his, her wrist because he's found, like, a broken wine glass. And then she's, like, suffering PTSD. So instead of giving her a cuddle, you suck her fingers. Yeah, well, why not? Like, I get the blood's on your hand, but, I mean, like, is he a vampire? Does he want to lick the blood off? Because he's, like, ooh, blood, ooh, yummy. Or is that just you're in the shower with Eva... (laughs) If you're in the shower with Eva Green and you'd rather cuddle than lick something, Ben, then I'm concerned about you. (laughs) Lick something, not the fingers. I mean, what is it? Like, he's... Giving her a hint, like, oh, look what I'm doing. I'm sucking on something long and pointy. Maybe you should do the same. Well, we all know what Bond can do with his little finger. So he's just trying to give her a hint of what he could do to hers. Well, maybe that's just reference to Skyfall in a couple of movies that he, he's gay. <laughs> what makes you think this is my first time? Exactly. The fact there you that he didn't get it on with Vesper in the shower, you just licked her finger? I mean, that's love right there. That's clearly, they're so in love. Just in a shower together in their clothes, licking fingers. Mm, it's romantic. Yeah, let's not talk about License to Kill again, okay? <laughs> hey, it's more romantic going to a fun fair than it is sitting in a shower licking fingers. Well, that was Living Daylights, which I also have arguments with. But License to Kill, a barroom fight, an argument in a boat, and then they're boning each other. We all know that blinking fishes cause lots of pregnancies in 1987. (laughs) Or 1989, I should say. Like, whatever. The blinking fish is evidence that everybody watched that movie who was just stoned. (laughs) I was born in 1987, okay? And that clearly came after my parents went to a fun fair, okay? So, like, whatever. Everybody's birth can be tied back to... (laughs) A James Bond film. Except in 2007, because everyone was gay. (laughs) The only reason anybody mates is because they see a Bond movie and it gets them going. 
this is pretty uh, a pretty sad scene. The way she dies, and I thought, I always think she's going to suck his fingers at that point. Yeah. <laughs> just the way she dies, it's pretty like you know. It's a very good scene. Like I- I'm not joking. I would. I'm not the type of guy who really loves love stories. I'm not opposed to love stories. I'm not one of those guys. It's like, oh, this has a love story in it. That's so good. I, I was annoyed growing up in, the, especially speaking of classic action movies, that every action movie had a love story and it was always tacked on. But this is probably one of the most convincing love stories I've ever seen in an action movie, which is why I consider you to be such an idiot right now. Oh, I don't know about that. I could think of a few other action movies with better love stories. If you say Con Air, I'm going to come over there, Australia, and slap I've you. I've never seen Con Air, so I couldn't tell you. Oh, there's another one we've got to put on the list. I'm thinking of Volcano, Tommy Lee Jones, and Anne Heche. That was pretty believable. <laughs> I love that movie. There's another guilty pleasure of mine. Okay, are you, are you, are you, are you a Volcano a or Dante's Peak Man? What's better in your eyes? Um, I, Sadly, I would go with Volcano. No. This is This, is, this no. is guilty pleasure confession here. I saw Volcano five times oh, when it was in the You were the one that got the box office up slightly. <laughs> now, granted, um, I think four of those times was at a discount theater where it cost a dollar and 75 cents to get on in an afternoon on during the summer. But still, I saw it five times. I do like Volcano. I'm not trying to say I don't like it. But if I, like Dante's Pete, every day of the week, well, that rhymes. Uh, I mean, it's got Brosnan <laughs> in it for starters. You know, Linda Hamilton. It's it's James Bond macking it on with Sarah Connor. Like you can't go wrong there. And look, come on, you've got, you know, who's Tommy Jones famous for playing Two Face macking it on with a quasi lesbian? Isn't that something else? She was lesbian in the nineties, wasn't she? That's when she was with Ellen. Yeah, except I don't think they really do anything in the movie. It's just kind of creepy. The thing, the thing with Anne Heche, like, yeah, we, we, this is the Fran Drescher of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it? Was it Six Days, Seven Nights, one with Harrison Ford? She's just yeah, got to finish her old men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. That's a good movie. That's another one of my guilty pleasures. I don't mind that one. Actually, that was the very first movie I ever saw, like, one of the actors from Friends out of Friends, because that's got uh, David Schwimmer. Oh, no, uh, David Sh- Matt LeBlanc, yeah. uh, Lost in Space. No, no, it was David Schwimmer, yeah. No, I'm just thinking... Oh, Matt, other... you want to talk about ultimate guilty pleasures. Lost in Space is my all-time favorite guilty pleasure. I, I will watch that movie still. I love... Yeah. I do love Lost in Space. I do... That Thank you. That is a good movie. <laughs> and I can even forgive Matt LeBlanc's pretty poor, serious acting in most of it, but... <laughs> Yeah. It's got Gary Oldman in it, so it's a win. Gary Oldman makes anything better. Where is the solace that I crave? Will it still haunt me to my grave? Didn't yeah. uh, Shirley Bassey do a rejected theme for this She film? did! Yeah. Is she yeah. still alive? Well, by the end of this <laughs> episode. Not now, Noah! By the end of this episode, she won't be. We've killed two of the James Bonds on this show, Noah. Careful. Yeah, how is George Lazenby still going? Well, I don't know. <laughs> he makes a lot of money. <laughs> Can I just say, I finally listened to the tribute to Sean Cothery. Oh. And these two nerds over here who were saying, oh, no, I couldn't make it. They're the ones who said, oh, in 10 minutes, are you free to record an episode? <laughs> and I'm getting 
Well, what do you want us to wait until you're available? The guy just died. Strike on our own heart. I was going out and drinking my sorrows. I was sad. <laughs> would, would you rather this be the... Sh- okay, fuck it. We're not doing Quantum of Solace. Right now, let's do the tribute to Sean Connery episode like six months later. <laughs> They're making fun of me. You know what? They're the ones who are 10, ten minutes strong at the moment. Oh, we're going to record an episode. But let, let's be honest. If we gave Noah six months of preparation, still the only thing he contributed to the Sean episode is, miss you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was in the video when you did that. That was funny. Yeah. Oh no, you gotta check out the video for that episode. You make an appearance. No, inspirational man. <laughs> this goes to show how good Quantum of Solace is that we're just trying to talk about anything but Quantum of Solace. <laughs> we're here to do the commentary on our tribute episode to Sean Connery. <laughs> Still a better yeah. episode than Quantum of Solace. <laughs> All right, so if you've not tuned into our commentaries before, uh, go away watch- right now. You haven't missed anything. <laughs> Leave. Go away. Uh, all you have to do is get your copy of Quantum Solace queued up if you choose to watch along with us and uh, get it freeze framed as soon as you see the MGM lion appear. Uh, and then we're going to do a countdown. And at the end of that countdown, we're going to tell you to press play with a funny word. What, what is our play for this one? Is it going to be Elvis? Only fans. <laughs> Three, two, one. Three, two, one, only fans. <laughs> yep. Elvis fans. Oh, oh, three, two, one, Elvis fans. All right. <laughs> and, and appropriately, we just counted three, two, one, Elvis fans. That's how many there are up there. Okay. Are we ready, everybody? Oh, I'm looking yes, at you, Noah. Are we ready? <laughs> Can we watch Wait, this is movie? Is it after fans or is it on Elvis? On fans. On, on fans. fans. On fans. So Elvis and then Yes. It's not that difficult, Noah. It's a countdown. Three, two, one, go. Back in the old days, in in the the first season of Double Lost Seven, we just came on and talked about the movie. Now we've got to play around with gadgets. (laughs) Gadgets. (laughs) What is this, Inspector Gadget or something along those lines? Like, I like Inspector Gadget. Oh, I love that show. Oh, and movie too. That's right. Yeah. There was a All porn right. movie called Inspect Her Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> All you're doing is giving Noah more things he'd rather do commentaries on. I just say if you ever want to do a, if you want to do a commentary on Inspect Her Gadget, I'm down. <laughs> I'm, I'm All right, there. so we're changing it now. It's going to be 321 Inspect Her Gadget, okay? Is everybody ready? But are we pressing play on her or gadget? <laughs> On gadget. <laughs> Not we're gonna be in sync anyways, but ready in three, two, one, inspect her gadget. I'd like to say that lines only fans. <laughs> now I'm gonna join uh Ben in the the Daniel Craig's bare chested thing here and say he looks good in these cream pants. You, that's sure. a man. That is a man. <laughs> wow. <That> is a man. <laughs> <laughs> this turned somewhere different all of a sudden. <laughs> Noah's slatterly dreaming of going into this hotel room alone with this is, uh, this is, this is like me and, This is like me and Zhao all over again. <laughs> well, I'm the only one on the show who's never fawned over a bond. That's because I was waiting for three, <laughs> yeah. three pants. 
It was the cream pants that we needed. Love- <laughs> and no one I just love- creamed in his pants over it. <laughs> I-, I love this guy who just like comes out and just starts with a knife. What if that was the housekeeper? Like, what if that was just... <laughs> How many housekeepers attack people with knives? No, but what I'm saying is this guy comes out and starts attacking Bond with a knife. What if this was the housekeeper and this guy just comes out of the thing and he's like, ah, with a knife. But it's like, oh, it's oh, a you mean, what change if- the sheets. What if Bond was a housekeeper? Well, no housekeeper is going to wear cream pants like that. You know, that's only the ages. I just want to backtrack a little bit. I, I was talking, complaining about how fast the editing in this film is. That was a long crotch shot that we had. <laughs> For all the fast editing, that crotch shot was... It, it, no, just... it wasn't that fat. You just paused it on it and haven't brought yourself to playing. Yet. I, I, I really don't know if our if our episode title is going to be something about OnlyFans or Daniel Craig's crotch shot. <laughs> That's a long crotch shot. Let's talk about the cream pants again. I can't take my eyes off Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Not in that way, but just the toupee, the sunglasses. Yeah, you want to see his only fan. <laughs> why, why, why does Green have to have like the open shirt? Like, are they trying to make oh. Green sexy? You, you, where's the the guy sweeping nothing? I can't believe I almost missed that. We may have missed that at this point. That was at the gate, wasn't it? When he drives past. Wasn't yeah, it like when he sees a gun. The guy yeah, with the push broom, three feet off the ground. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, like, again, stunt. Craig looks bored, but he does look pretty good in a bite. Jesus, he's so <laughs> gay in this episode. Oh he looks so broody and sexy. <laughs> How can one man be so broody, but yet so sexy? <laughs> like, those his ass looks really good. It's <laughs> <laughs> really about a million ass shots. We're 10 minutes in. I don't, I don't, I don't get why I'm so attracted to him in this movie. Look at him on that boat, the way he's turning the engine. Oh. The, the only character that's not born in this film is Daniel Craig's ass. Oh. <laughs> well, it's bulge. We, we talked about Colin getting an erection. I think I'm getting an erection right now. But when you do get a good stunt, like those two boats colliding, it looks good. You just wish you could see it for, I don't know, 0.5 seconds longer. I, I would take a slide whistle at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also the sound that Noah makes when Daniel Craig's cream pants first appear on screen. <laughs> Again, another arse shot. <laughs> You're, you're noticing that and no problem with those. I remember one time at school, I wore a pair of white pants. And- oh my God, where are we going with this? Oh no. And, and oh no. It, it rained and I sat down on a wet... <laughs> and I had like red underwear on so everyone could see my underwear. So like, why can't we see Daniel Craig's underwear right now? <laughs> This film is so unrealistic. He's so ugly. Look at him. <laughs> He's like a toad. Well, I mean, so is Goldfinger. I'm not going to judge him for that. But I would rather... I would rather Goldfinger in tan pants because he's a bit jolly. He's got personality. I want someone here to take a screenshot of Austri sitting here on Saturday night commentating... <laughs> <of the> <laughs> like, 
Like, we're the three most handsome men that ever existed. <laughs> no, you and I have lost weight. Colin's running, so we're fit and healthy. Yeah, he's just a normal-looking man. That's his problem. He's normal. He's he's boring. He's ugly. He yeah. is the least menacing Bond villain. Like, literally every Bond... Like, you would even find Gustav Graves slightly menacing when he's in his RoboCop Not suit. But, like... Dominic Green, like, he wouldn't scare... I mean, who's the scaredest person? Um, Me. I don't know. I'm a wuss. Like, yeah, I was going to say Kincaid. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so, so I just got that. I just got that. References to past the, episodes. Who is the ugliest? Hang on. Hang on. Kincaid. Ah! That was a lot <laughs> of energy. Who, who is the ugliest uh, Bond villain and who is the hottest and where does green fit in between those no green how many the, drinks uh, have you had green, green <laughs> is the ugliest green is by far the ugliest you're gonna say he's the, the ugliest villains. of all time of Ugly bond villains goldfinger. yeah i would rather goldfinger's only fans than <laughs> dominic greens he's jolly he's got personality he would put some exuberance to masturbating whereas fucking green <laughs> would just be like Rivet, rivet, rivet. Oh, I'm done. And the, did you say the best looking? Um, yeah, Electra. But I was going to say Trevelyan, but sure, Electra. But Trevelyan, uh. yeah. <laughs> Red Grant, maybe. Gustav Graves? Toby Stevens is pretty hot. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh... Yeah, he's a good one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a view to a kill. What's his name? Oh, Chris oh, Walken. Walken. He can walk on you to me. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty attractive. This um this scene made that well the opera scene made I thought that was Matthew Perry. Is that Matthew Perry? <laughs> <laughs> he did become Bond. <laughs> he did Chandler's in this movie. Um <laughs> uh, so in in Austin Powers. Fun. When they keep when they keep doing the whole thing with the teeth, it's like we've got two. Okay. Oh, I get it. That must be plastic explosive. That's it. No, Austin, there have been great advancements in dental care. So yes, I get it. I oh, I'm very excited about this. This lady who's the um the, the counter agent here. You're I've been very watching... excited about this. No, no, no. Woman, no. I've been watching agent. this. I've been watching this British TV show called The Job Lot, which is absolutely hilarious. She's the star on it, and I was sort of looking up like, have these people done anything else? I'm like, she was in Quantum of Solace, so I was just watching the second last episode of The Job Lot last night. Great show. You, Check it out. You, you know this movie's bad when you're most excited about the death clerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the death clerk. Scene. I was going to say, Ben, uh, you know our co-host is getting old when he's excited about the <laughs> desk clerk who's in five seconds. Do you know? Do you know what's funny about desk clerks though? Because uh, Casino Royale, <laughs> lots <Ben>. of things. <laughs> when, when, when I think about the funniest people I know, they're all desk clerks. They have me in stitches all that's the what, time. That's what Stokely does these days. No, oh. I was just gonna say the the um the desk clerk at the um the the hotel in the Bahamas in Casino Royale oh, was the, no that was uh, 2012 the the Russian lady who got the breast implants in 2012. Oh, I thought you were talking the movie. I thought you meant like in the year 2012. No, no, this no, Russian no, lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In no, 2018, a Russian lady also got <laughs> breast implants. So? In 20, 2019, Mathis did. 
Yeah, we're missing the 10th best Bond ally of all time here. <laughs> is that meant to I be like the joke? Is that what, Ben? Is that meant to be the joke? The Beatles song? Yeah, and also the she... uh, red. <laughs> well, because she keeps saying just fields. <laughs> That's the joke. Wait, Strawberry field. <laughs> We're talking about pubes. <laughs> is that what the song's the about? Strawberry Fields is the is joke. That, that's what the song is about, though. <laughs> I don't think the song is about. <laughs> I don't think the Beatles sang about pubes. <laughs> all the Beatles songs now that I know are different. Yesterday, all yeah, my well, pubes were shaved away. <laughs> Help! We all live in yellow submarine pubes. Yellow submarine pubes. Hey, pubes, don't shave me off. He's wearing some nice cream pants. It's getting up my dong. What was it? Uh, Diamonds are forever. Where he mentioned the carpets matching the drapes. I think it's diamonds are. <laughs> Live and let pubes do do. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is a that's great how bit. I'm going to get buried. I'm, I mean, it's very <laughs> unlikely, very unlikely. But if I die before you two, uh, feel free to do this because it's very effective. No, the way you pound them back just to get through a commentary, you are dying before us. <laughs> what are you drinking? Is that like a blue can with a pair of pants on it? Like, what is that? That's, that's your uh, red underpants from when you sat down. <laughs> I also love how the cans are getting progressively bigger. I know. <laughs> we're concerned. About, did we say this on another episode, Ben? There was an episode we did. We're like, we're really concerned about Noah's drinking. <laughs> getting in control. <laughs> He's only only listening because that's when you only mention this. I was listening to 007 when I was drunk. Ah! Exactly. (laughs) Did we say that one episode? Colin, we're like, oh, no one's going to listen to this when he's drunk. Ah! (laughs) You should be concerned because I've completely stopped watching the movie this time. (laughs) I hate this bit right now. Sorry. You hate lesbians? What? What? I thought you just said you hate lesbians. Yeah. Of all the people on this podcast that would hate lesbians, it would be me. <laughs> the guy that just rewatched Blue is the Lesbian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A guy can't get a date and a guy doesn't know who's sexy is and I'm the one who hates lesbians. <laughs> I hate this no, scene. Ben, I hate the, right. the... This scene is something straight out of Star Wars, which is not what you want. But... No. Some hair. Not just on the head, the pubes too. <laughs> the carpet smash the drapes. Why is that a thing that people care about? Like, do you honestly ever care about that? Like, why is that a redhead thing? Like, oh, do you have red pubes? Oh, you must do. Like, oh, I'm asking you to. Why am I asking you to? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if I'm the authority Colin, like, on pubes? What are pubes? Where are they? Where are they located on my, the body? My first girlfriend uh, had Wait, red hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Noah, stop! <laughs> Say that again! <laughs> Say those what words girlfriend? again! Uh, ben, girlfriend! This this just shows you how caught off guard Ben was with that, that he stopped Noah before he got to the story about his girlfriend's pubes, which should have been the part <laughs> you're like, yes, continue, continue! <laughs> oh, God, I hope she's not a James Paul fan. <laughs> she, she loves Spectre, etc. 
<laughs> so yes, your girlfriend. Sorry, I just I lost it there. Pubes, yes. Is this CGI? The Lucy. <laughs> changing the subject. Changing the subject. <laughs> it looks more real than uh, Sanchez. Tell me about your pubes on your girlfriend. <laughs> if he does, he, we'll be cancelled. He's going to you know, do Justin Timberlake. You know what I don't I'm, like? I'm the woke one of this podcast. Thank you, <laughs> Wait, why is Justin Timberlake being cancelled? What's happened with Justin Timberlake? Oh, there was that, uh, it was on that Britney Spears oh, documentary, the trashy one. Right, yeah. Okay. Because he said he slept with her. <laughs> okay. Oh. Nobody suspected that. Didn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know it was for his girlfriend. Oh, please tell <laughs> me more about Britney, Britney Spears. Noah, tell us a story about your girlfriend because I I don't believe this is a true story. You just make stuff. Her name was Anna. She drove a train. And in her spare time, she was a desk clerk. (laughs) Sounds like all of our ideal women. And and the carpet. And Colin stole her way. And her name was Jamie. (laughs) But did the carpets match the drapes? Because I don't know that even. If I if if I texted that to Jamie, Colin, if I if I texted that to Jamie right now, how would she answer? No, 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 no! Don't do it! Don't do it! I'm sorry. I I'm the woke person of this podcast, and I'm saying you're not allowed to do that. There's a problem when Noah's the woke one. I just would like to know what Colin's wife would think if I messaged her. Do you can't? No, no, no. No. I'll All ask right. Colin, but he hasn't had sex with her in like three years because that's how old the babies are. Um, you, you can ask Colin, but you can't ask Jamie. Colin, do your carpets match the drapes? Do mine? <laughs> yes. Isn't it the thing that you're meant to look at a person's eyebrows and that's the colour of their pubes? He's done a lot of research into this man. <laughs> Well, he spends all day on only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and a lot of them don't even have pubes. So. <laughs> okay, let's end this before we get cancelled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we want to interview Gemma one day. So let's leave it at that. Absolutely. Next question. Welcome to Double on Seven. <laughs> the carpet's magic. <laughs> We've never had someone hang up on us before. Yeah. When we get uh, Paul McCartney on the show, we're going to ask him about can we? Can we get Judy Dench on and ask Judy Dench? Dame Judy Dench. Which, which one grade first, the carpets or the drapes, Judy? Oh, okay. Show us, Judy. Go on, Judy. Get it out. Whip it out. Oh, put a wig on it. <laughs> oh, when are we going to recap cat? So when we count you in, we'll say three, two, one, duh, um, and... <laughs> You can press play on that. Is that a appropriate countdown, do you feel? Good. All right. I'm glad. Um, it's, um, Wait, are we back? You cut out there for probably a minute and a half straight, and I just kept... Oh, did I? Uh, uh, 
that I, I I heard you perfectly fine. It's just I kind of tried to say something and you went quiet, so I thought you'd like died or something <laughs> like that. I, I'm killing a podcast host now. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was saying, I was saying that on the I, I will count down three, two, one, duh, and yeah, we'll, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll we'll press play. So okay. yes, listening at home, make sure you got Skyfall. If you don't, you can still listen to us, but it won't make as much sense. All right, let's let's do this. It's Skyfall time. Three, two, one. Duh. Duh. <laughs> oh, mine's a few seconds behind now. <laughs> I have to for some play. It's all right. Let's, we worked out with Region 4 and Region 1. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll catch up eventually. Can I just say, and again, we've gone over to death about my thoughts on Daniel Craig, but like this oh. to me right here is why he isn't a, a, one of my favourite James Bonds, because... He's, this is, again, just, he oozes sex. And, like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I mean, we'd all go there. But, like, we see a scene of him having, like, raunchy sex with this woman, laying there, drinking a Heineken, looking in the mirror. Doesn't say a word. He's just smouldering sex appeal. To me, Bond needs to have a bit of charisma and a bit of charm to him. He's not He's not just a walking man candy. Like, you don't Bond think... is charismatic at the same time. Okay, you don't think he showed that with money... Not money penny. <laughs> I'm the money every penny of it with um, Vesper. Yeah, but, but I'm talking this scene here, like this bit well, right he now. he doesn't care anymore. I mean, the guy's lost it. But Bond doesn't care in other... Like, he didn't care in Die Another Day when he had a beard and was in Hong Kong, <laughs> but he's still trying to hook up with Peaceful Fountains of Desire by talking about a name. Doesn't just bend her over and give her the beard. No, he just did that to Jinx, right? <laughs> But they still had their, like, banter back and forth. Like, there, it was oh, just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to do you now. I've got a scorpion on and my And that's own. what we all want out of a movie is the banter of Bond and Jinx. <laughs> what? Like, Here's the thing. What? This is, I think it comes from not being able to read because <laughs> 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 this is, like, exactly the way every Bond book starts. Not the early ones, but as the Bond books progress. It would just be this kind of bitter, out-of-shape drunken bond and and he often would sleep with women and not want to talk to them you know this is this is totally something that ian fleming's bond would do that's something pierce Brosnan's bond would do <laughs> pierce Brosnan <laughs> didn't write the character doesn't matter he's pierce Brosnan. <laughs> true <laughs> that's a good point if he wrote a character it would all read it it could be like the worst character in the world it could be like called sticky mcjohn john and you'd still read it <laughs> sticky mcjohn john I don't know. Would you would you not read a book to Casper by Pierce Brosnan called Sticky McJohn John? Well, not if he was charming women before he has sex with them. I don't think that would be appropriate. And here's that scene is... we've always wanted to see of Bond uh, training for the Olympics uh, at the British Institute of this Sport. This was actually Daniel Craig's audition for Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, I want to see <laughs> well, they say Tom Hardy would make a good Bond, so... I disagree. Bond, Bond! Bond, Bond! Can somebody re-edit this with, like, the Rocky music? We need him, like, running up the stairs. Like, yeah, I'm a double O agent again! Yeah! Money penny! <laughs> Vespa! 
just just quickly, just before we talk about that, uh, you know, we always said Bond wanted to, would he slit his wrist if he had to play James yeah. Bond again? Well, he'd also <laughs> slit his his shoulder. Um, this was the less severe one after Quantum of Solace. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, again, it's, this is still my biggest issue with this film. It's just, it's forced, the plot line of Skyfall. Like, you could call this anything oh. else. You could have but, that but scene, that final sequence, just, at anywhere else. No, you're just complaining about a name, though. Because to have, if they hadn't called the Skyfall, let's say they had called it, uh, I don't know. Sticky uh, McJohn John. Sticky McJohn John. <laughs> <laughs> then you would not complain, oh, it's so tacked on that it's his childhood home. I mean, come on, the stepbrother in Spectre is way more tacked on. Sorry for the spoilers, but he hasn't seen it. But I just I just feel like, given what happens in Spectre, and we get kind of this family backgroundness, and they sort of tied into Skyfall, like, I get what they're trying to do there, but there is a way around it. You could just have none of this background about his past in this film at all, have that whole ending take place anywhere else and call it anything else, you know, Sticky McJohn John or whatever you want to call it. And then Spectre can still exist, have a little bit of a time from M's death, but then all of a sudden you can bring in the background to his past and still have the stepbrother added to it so i just i don't know i just feel this is i i, I do not dislike this film as i've always said this is a film that i watch one time and i really love and i feel a bit different but like it's just it's a unique film that always makes me feel unique and that's a weird way of putting it but like i just my biggest <laughs> you get issue funny feeling every time <laughs> yes i look at daniel craig and think hmm but like i, I just like yeah i just yeah. <laughs> and wearing weird logos on my chest <laughs> And here's, of course, Matthew Fox is now off the island. And, uh, <laughs> These are the flash the remainder of the Oceanic Six. You uh, <laughs> got drunk, went to Shanghai, <laughs> grew a beard. <laughs> we all remember the season. We've got to go back. We've got to go back, Kate. Was that four or five? I already forget. I think that was four. Oh, I think that right? was four. That was, yeah. that was one of the greatest twists in TV. Like, it's, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Lost, it was a flash yeah. forward, not a flashback. You're like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I can't and wait till what? Noah They're gets off dead. his ass and we do Lost. You know, come on. We need to do it already, Noah. <laughs> we, we should I just spent time plugging. in Hawaii seeing filming locations of Lost. and it just makes We're going to give all the again. listeners at Double Oz 7 the false impression that we're going to be covering the Santa Claus as part of our bonds. <laughs> all right, we're, not, we're, we're on a different show right now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Sorry. We, we have other podcasts, people. <laughs> <laughs> All these people listening to Double on Seven going, you're selling out. You're doing Christmas movies and lost. <laughs> Download the Oz Network. Yeah. <laughs> you do uh, so many of these episodes. It's just jelly. Next minute I'm going to be starting to talk is... about the Olympics and Formula One. You're going to be like, what the hell are you on about? I, I, I hope I could find, maybe when you do your year of best, uh, best of episodes, you'll find it. One of our many podcasts we do where I started the episode. I'm like, hello, welcome to... And I'm like, I completely forgot which podcast I'm hosting right now. <laughs> Somebody help me. Well, my, of course, one of, I mean, one of my podcasts I'm doing, The Brink, is obviously just off the my first ever sort of main radio show. And I, I'm back to obviously doing a show on the station that The Brink used to be on. And I still have yet to stuff up and come on air and go, you're listening to The Brink. I'm still going, <laughs> you're listening to High Noon. But it's going to happen one day because, you know, you just get used to doing it. <laughs> Patrice. Okay, so let's find okay. the actor who's Patrice. What a, what a name. Hello, I'm Patrice. <laughs> Hello to all our people called Patrice listening. to <laughs> You just tuned out. Oh, I love that show until they bagged out my name. Um, 
He is a Swedish actor called Ola Rapace. Oh, uh, my heritage. Yeah, I, I've got Swedish in me too, actually. Um, <laughs> You're not talking about dinner, are you? <laughs> no, like I... I Slowly making my dad's, his way out. <laughs> my mum's side, I'm Scottish. My dad's side, I'm Swedish. It's good, good, um, good connection good uh what, what's the word uh mix that's what i'm looking for um so he's been in such great films as sajata dug den oh, that's a tv series all hell let loose flamingo number one rancid brothers the return brothers the return <laughs> or brothers and the return no brothers the return that's all one uh, he was in a tv series called the inspector in the sea where he played the great character Ulf torsten I wonder if he knows our um, our Danish uh, um, Davidov. Well, who is that? Um, uh, oh, um, Lars Lars Lars. We've been out of this too long. <laughs> yeah, it's God, we're all. Remember? Yeah, insert name here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We'll fix it in post-production. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our favourite actor who plays Davidoff. Ulrich Thompson. Yeah, love him. <laughs> Cut to Noah's voice, John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> was that Simpsons episode where they do the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> We're rooting for the Denver Broncos against the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> You know, really off topic. This is what happens on Double Offs. If you haven't listened to this before, deal with it. I watched. I had watched it in so long. The um, Australian episode of The Simpsons last night. Uh, fuck, I love that episode. I would have called him a chasmwazer. Oh, chasmwazer. Oh. That's my favorite. Maybe my all-time favorite Simpsons life. I would have called it a chasmwazer. That's not a knife. This is a knife. No, I thought it's a spoon. All right. I see you've played knifey spoony before. <laughs> hey, Prime Minister! That's a bleeding outrage! <laughs> Maybe one of the best ever. If I ever become a millionaire, I'm going to invite Naomi Harris to shave me. <laughs> if I ever become a millionaire, I'm going to invite Daniel Craig to shave me. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to invite myself to shave Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather shave in this sequence, uh, Daniel Craig or Pierce Brosnan? <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Well, we know Pierce. There's more to shave. <laughs> exactly. You're there for longer. You can talk to him more. So, Pierce, what was your favourite Bond movie you did? <laughs> I bet you have a story for every one of those chest hairs. <laughs> Tell us what it was like working with Famke Jansen. <laughs> Whereas with Daniel Craig, you just would be like staring into those eyes and rubbing his chest. <laughs> you know what's really disturbing is when I'm saying that, I've actually got my hand and I'm gesturing <laughs> like I'm... <laughs> You're like rubbing the air. <laughs> so smooth. I'm so glad we're not a visual podcast. That's <laughs> just... We <laughs> don't even realize what he's saying. He's like, you take very good care of your body, Mr. Bond. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bond. <laughs> it, it's so silky smooth. Let me touch it more. <laughs> oh, there's a reason why we don't do these episodes that often. <laughs> I totally just caught that Bond was trying to undo her shirt there. I never caught that before. 
What happens if they have sex at this point? <laughs> Every fanboy would lose it when the reveal comes at the end. Yeah, what what happens to James Bond at this point? <laughs> Out of all the um, the Craig ones, I mean, you know, I think when we got to obviously Spectre and, you know, we'd been missing a good henchman because we really hadn't had a henchman in any of the Craig ones. I mean, it's not to take away from Le Chief in, in Casino Royale, but I mean, really, like, we finally get this great villain in the in the Craig films, um, you know, and like, <laughs> green, come on. Um, <laughs> I mean, I agree with, like, I know we haven't done that episode yet, but I mean, yeah, Silver's Top five yeah. greatest villains of all time. I haven't now, sort of. Don't yeah. forget top five henchmen in Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's still better than um, what was uh, what was his name? Oh, I've lost it. Um, the one that we made so much fun of in um, fuck, I can't remember the movie it was. God, we need to do another ad lib here. Um, oh, uh, the one who couldn't like have sex and like because yeah, he had uh, sex. Vargas. Vargas! Yeah, Vargas uh, <laughs> was it Vargas? No, I'm thinking... Um, it the... was Vargas, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the very similar one in For Your Eyes Only. Oh, here it is. Oh. I win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the same one in For Your Eyes Only. I can't remember what his name is. <laughs> Dub it over now. That person that we love. Lock. <laughs> there. <laughs> What's his name? James... Can I actually, one thing I need to point out, I don't know if we talked about this, this is kind of off topic, but sort of not. I know in one of our episodes, I said that I would go and listen to Spectre, etc. And I don't think, I did listen to it, and I don't think I'd commented on it since I listened to it. Um, Yeah, it's shit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's also over, too. I know, like, there's a reason why it is, because, <laughs> I mean, look, there were some parts of it that I find, found mildly like, oh, okay, like, they start off with the barbershop quartet singing the song. I'm like, oh, we couldn't do that, because we suck. But, like, we I don't no know. There was just, off a chair. There was just something about it that I couldn't stomach. I'm sorry, you all seem like nice guys, and I'm glad you got entertainment after covering it, and now Spectre Etc. is just nothing, but... Yeah, um, I think I think our uh, subtitle on our iTunes page of "Not a ripoff of Spectre, etc." Uh, is true, <laughs> and the one on the Spectre, etc. page that says "A ripoff of 007 is not true because <laughs> I don't think we're that similar. But anyway, no, no disrespect. That's the jokingly saying that they're shit. Uh, I, I, <laughs> we're probably yeah. shitter. So <laughs> I just. I just want to say I'm glad that we have fans out there that will go on other people's pages and claim they rip us off. <laughs> Hey, hey, we haven't had a podcast host on this podcast yet. Uh, stab us in the back and go start their own podcast yet. So it's all Well, good. we uh, don't know what Noah's been up to for the last year. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> What's this triple on seven I've been seeing out there on iTunes? <laughs> Just like the Simpsons episode. This is for the Commonwealth of Australia. And this is for the United States of America. <laughs> 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 the toilet flushes backwards and Homer salutes it. <laughs> it's not even true. That's not even true. The whole episode was ruined for me. Oh, hang oh. on. Emotional scene here. No, is it sad that she's going just when she got bangable? <laughs> <laughs> what? So 
hope people just reach their peak at 78 or whatever she is. <laughs> so right now, everybody's like emotional. Em's dying. And right now, you've got an erection. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine if she was burning to death right now. You just want him to throw her back into the Skyfall house and burn her alive. <laughs> and meanwhile, you've got some woman standing out the front going, My baby! My baby! My baby! <laughs> People, you're gonna to have to listen to other pod. This is what we do. Download we confuse to listen to it. Yeah, we've got to tie in. We're, we're, this is the Oz Network expanded universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ONCU. <laughs> oh, we finally close. got the rights to the Spider-Man Let's go with author of your pain. Okay. Sure. So Speech do we press play on author of your or pain? Uh, on pain. On pain. The per okay. or the n of pain? Pain. On pain. So, so like we'll count down three, two, one. Author of all your pain and you click play on pain. Okay. All right. Okay. Pain as in owl and not a window pane. Okay, um, sure. Okay, Ben, are you ready? I'm ready. I've already played Die Another Day. I don't need to play any other clips. I'm good. Colin, are you ready? I am ready, ready, ready. Okay. So let's get into Spectre commentary, our 8 million Spectre episode. Three, two, one. Author of all uh, your pain. Yeah. I, I think I hit it on author. Can we start again? <laughs> what, are you serious? <laughs> no. <laughs> Took like 14 freaking minutes to start the movie. This movie goes for two and a half hours. Oh, wait, you're not serious. I went back because you said start again. I'm watching the woman holding the lamp. No, can we actually start again? Because I paused when Colin said that. Stop, stop, everyone, stop. I paused when Colin said, can we start again? Okay. Come on, Noah Groves. I'm never. You're not ho- like next time. You like just just sober. Noah can host. I didn't want to host. Okay. I didn't want to be. Is, is it, this is is this being cut from the episode? Or are we making all of our listeners go back as well? I'm hearing it. I'm sure Everybody starting. Catherine's it. hearing it. Ring Groves is hearing it. Pierce, okay. what are you thinking? I don't want to have to do this ever again. Really? Yeah, I don't want to do this again either. So, <laughs> start again. Okay, three, two, one. Two. Author. Author of all your pain. We good? I'm I did it on author again, but let's just say oh. <laughs> I'm not rewinding it. <laughs> ben, she is the hottest money penny. I'm not saying she's not attractive. She's just, I would rather do the other three. (laughs) (laughs) Start again, start again. (laughs) I I wouldn't say no if Naomi Harris knocked on my door right now and was like, let's go, I'm sure. Um, But like, if Samantha Bond, Lois Maxwell and and Barry Manilow locked on my door, I'd probably go, you get to the back of the queue. The queue? Whoa, she's getting the back of the queue. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch that. <laughs> we we just missed Later, a moment. That... 
I have been to Rome. So, so far I've been to London and Rome, but I've not been to Mexico City, but Ben's covered that. Have you been to me? Have I been, I've been to your house, yeah. No, that song, I've been to Paris, but I've never been to me, or whatever that song is. Is that a Madonna song? Isn't it Joni Mitchell? Oh, not everything's about Madonna, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I do listen to other gay music too. Sorry, that- <laughs> Now I no, have what's that song? I've never been to me. I went to Rome after this film, but I had a terrible time in Rome, so I don't look back on this you one. You didn't get a date. Oh, it's not Joni yeah. Mitchell. It's Charlene. Why don't I have subtitles right now? Yeah, where are mine? <laughs> the one part of the movie we need them. Oh, I just see apologizing in Italian now. I love that the Sunshine Lollipops and Rainbows video I did. I completely forgot it until I watched it recently, like a year ago. At the end of this, that's where I threw threw in the I'm Arnold Palmer. (laughs) But this is where the Mickey Mouse, this is where I'm like, are these film students writing this script? It's like the Mickey Mouse reference is 80 years too late. It makes no sense. And because it's a common character that like, haha, I'm Mickey Mouse. But Italians don't know who, I don't know, what's a big, Bob's Burgers. They don't know who a Bob Burger is. Like, Mickey Mouse is universally known across the world, no matter what area you're from. Like, it's... Should it have been SpongeBob SquarePants? I mean, that would have been a little weirder. Some people sure don't know who SpongeBob is. Everyone knows who Mickey Mouse is. Who is referencing Mickey Mouse in 2015? James Bond! Yeah, well, he's an old fuddy-duddy, isn't he? Okay, before we talk about this epic scene, the song is called I've Never Been To Me by Charlene. I guess we can close off with that. Um, (laughs) The chorus goes, Oh, I've been to Nice and the Isle of Greece when I sip champagne on a yacht. I move like Harlow in Monte Carlo and show them what I've got. I've been undressed by kings and I've seen some things that a woman ain't supposed to see. I've been to paradise. But I've never been to me. <laughs> okay, we have to play that at the end. Ben's version at the end of credits. No. <laughs> I once played against a guy and was losing, and he said, what does the queen do again? And I was losing at this point. And meanwhile, I've been playing chess since I was eight years old. Well, you are Canadian. So- I have seen from Russia with love. Yeah, there you, you go. Love chess. <laughs> you love chess, but you're the worst chess player. It's kind of like Ben loves podcasts. <laughs> Like Noah loves women. <laughs> Colin likes being young. <laughs> okay, we've done the rounds. We've done the rounds. Colin, Colin hates children. <laughs> Colin, just next. Just FYI, just FYI, Colin, if you ever have sex for a third time, there's this thing called a condom. <laughs> Try it. I'm the author of all your condo. Quantum of Solace, no. Casino Royale, just like, uh, like it's just, it's just, yeah. I just can't. Don't rank Bonnery though. What? <laughs> what? He <laughs> cut out all his more Connery. For sure. <laughs> Jamie, stop downloading Blue is the Warmest Room. <laughs> Can I, am, I, am I audible now? Sort of. Just go with it. What? <laughs> I'm not on call. Who's calling? <laughs> yeah, well, they can call somebody else. It's not my turn. <laughs> what is going on? 
Colin the robot, Colin. 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 Am I back yet? See, right now, I rank Colin as my third favorite host. Where am I? The hearse? The who? I like the mullet. You're back. We can hear you. Okay. And that's why it's scary. And I don't want to play this card. But you that like they're doing this whole like LaShauna Lynch is 007. And like they're promoting this as for the end. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, is this going to be this stupid rumor that everyone's always try to sell that James Bond is just a code name and it can be anyone? Like, don't you dare. Do not fucking do that. That just renders 24 films pointless to that point. I'm, I'm going to say there's no chance, but then I would also say there's no chance that half of the crap that happened in Star Wars would have ever happened and that yeah. happened. So <laughs> at this point in cinema, honestly, I'm such a, I'm so anti 21st century films or 2020 films that honestly, I could see it happening. I, I want to say that it could never happen, but based on some of the stuff that's happened in the last five years with movies, I could see it I've, happening. Honestly. I've never walked out of a Bond film disappointed. Uh, and I've, I mean, I've only seen what mm. six, you know, five, six. I've wa- I never thought I'd walk out of a Star Wars film disappointed. <laughs> I remember walking out, out of the. La- I remember. Well, well, I remember walking out of the Last Jedi with you and just being like confused about how I felt because mm-hmm. I think mainly it was. I don't want to say I didn't like it, but I don't think I liked it. And then like Rise of Skywalker, by that point, I was just like. Ugh. Like, and then the more that grew with you, the anger turned to hate, hate turned to suffering. Like that just, it it happened over those days. I like, I think we said this in one of our No Time to Die episodes. Like, I don't want to walk out of No Time to Die angry and shitty that this is what they've done with it. You know, like, just my bond. The only way that happens is if there's some sort of twist ending. If Even if it's a kind of subpar Bond film with all the action sequences, I don't think we're going to be disappointed. The only way that happens is at the very end, there's some sort of thing they throw on us where Lashana Lynch is Bond or James Bond dies or there's some sort of thing. Other than that, I think we're good. Justice for Danny Boyle if they kill off James Bond. I'll be like, fuck you, why'd you get rid of Danny? I agree with the, it's a bit of an underwhelming I'm Ernst Stavrit. Like, I remember looking at you, Noah, in the cinema going, oh, okay, cool, there we go. Um, but, like, I mean, to me, it's no different to, I don't think we're being formally introduced. I'm Eve, Eve Moneypenny. It's just, like, it's just it's kind of lame the way the it's sort of delivered. The difference is that's, like, let's throw this on the end of the movie. You're talking about this is the big moment of the movie. Yeah, but, like, the thing that, again, the thing I like about this is that it fits the, the style of how they've gone for a bit of almost like the silliness of what Bond used to be. It's a torture scene. It's it's crazy. Like it's he's literally getting silly about that sequence. He's getting his mind wiped. Like it's dumb. It's silly. But like this is what Bond used to be. I mean, for God's sakes, the most iconic scene in Bond history is a guy tied to a table getting shot at with a laser going a centimetre an hour while some fat German guy is going, yes, no, Mr. Bond, it's so stupid, but, but like, I it's think brilliant because we love it. Th- let's look at that sequence. I think one of the things, this is almost like, do you need to see James Bond having sex with Jinx? No. Um, I yes, think that this sequence so. works better with the threat of what he's going to do, but having to watch, no joke, this, this was five straight minutes of needles going into Daniel Craig. There's only so much you can take of that. I watched 25 straight minutes of people floating in space, spooning, shooting space lasers, but oh, they're only the last 10 minutes of Moonrake is in space. That is so that, boring and drawn this out. This shot here, this oh, shot yeah. is incredible, though. 
We need Have to point seen... out that this is an actual shot and yeah. not an effect. It's a world record still, I think, the largest explosion. But, like, the one that I know they shared not too long ago on the 007 Instagram was they kind of showed the angles of the reactions of both um, oh, yeah, they do and Daniel Craig. Like, it was really cool, like, just kind of watching them film it. And, like, we this was also... way too easy of an escape. That yeah, was this should 10 be the seconds. climax right now. Yeah. But they're out in two minutes. It makes Blofeld look so dumb. That should have been the climax. Him with well, the gun was epic, and then back, they just... Back to your point about Blofeld in any movie, Colin. Name me one movie where Blofeld has been smart. On a Majesty's Secret Service. Was he smart, though? <laughs> yeah, he had this this plot. I mean, that's got to be one of the best plots ever. You know, he's going to use the... Basically, program so these he could women to count deliver... So whatever bio- it was. <laughs> no, no, no. So it's the biological warfare. The, the count part was just so he could have more money to finance his operation. I still think that, that like was officially the last good shot in this film because everything yeah. that happened in London. <laughs> if is we just if crap. we were to rank villains based on their smarts and their schemes, I'm sorry, Blofeld often comes down to the bottom of the list on every single one of those. I, I, I hate You Only Live Twice, but even Blofeld is smarter in that movie because Bond gets the better of him at the end of this movie or at the end of that movie. In this, Blofeld has Bond. This is big master plan. We're even tying this back into all the previous movies. I was behind it all. I am going to have you here. I'm going to do this insane torture, but I'm going to forget to take your watch. And you're going to get away from the the biggest compound that any villain has had with the largest force in about 30 seconds, shooting a couple people and then blowing it up. You can literally say that about every Bond movie, though. No, you can't because look at the lengths he had to go through in the volcano or Peace Gloria. Peace Gloria takes him like, a day and a half to escape there. Peace Gloria, Nutter. he invites him there and he knows he's Bond and he still just, he locks him in a room with giant wind turbines and thinks that will kill him. Well, he no. knows he's Bond here. He didn't think it would kill him. him. Why did he lock him in a room then? So he could escape easily? Well, I mean, it's not, e- how easy is it? Was Bond couldn't escape from there. That's the whole point. He could he not escape. escape from there. <laughs> so, I mean, you just no. said he couldn't, he did. He got back into the building. He didn't escape from there. Well, he still left then, the room. And, he escaped the room. He's still not there now. Lazenby's not still in that room going, yeah, let me out. Yeah, but it wasn't with such ease. You have this ski chase where there's like no. dozens of people after him. You are, then you you are have clasping like, at straws if you are going off at 30 seconds. How are you, you saying no? Every, every Bond move. This is why Austin Powers exists because every Bond movie you can literally say, this is dumb. Why doesn't the villain just no, do this? Point We're not talking about that. The scene was literally about, he was at least in the ice palace for 30 minutes. Like, yeah. We're saying that. Did he die another day? Yes. We're, we're, we're not saying <laughs> Good, that. Uh, no, no, shut up. You've done enough. That's all, that's all I cared about. You died. You defended die another day. So the, I don't the, care. the point is not that the other films aren't silly or that this isn't silly. It's the point that the shots are literally about 30 seconds. He shoots two guys and then he jumps in a helicopter that's conveniently parked there. Like, and every, every Connery no, no, no. film ends with no. him killing a villain we're in like two seconds. About how that's not true, Dr. No. Look at golf. Goldfinger. Dr. No, he meets, Doc, he meets Dr. No for five minutes at the end and pushes he, him he in the tank. Done. Exactly. The he can't ending get out. is over in two seconds. You're complaining no, about this thing being two Let's seconds look, long. We're talking about escapes. Let's look at Dr. No. He's out for dinner. They basically knock him out. He has to escape from electrified things. He has to climb through the heating ducts. He has to change into a disguise. Yeah. He has to blow the thing up. 
Honey Rider yeah, tied up. And that whole sequence, he got brought figure. to on the train. The train got brought to the thing. He then got dressed. He then met Blofeld. He got taken through the whole thing. No, he got no. tortured. We're then talking he escaped. about the stupidity of the escape. Goldfinger. Yeah, he had him up there with the lasers. Connery talked his way out of it. But then he was in prison for like what a week and a half no, by Goldfinger no, 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 before no, no, he could no, get no. away. See, 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 see. This is where this is where you're not missing my point. My point on the escape was that if the like, yeah, you're right. The whole lead up to the Dr. No sequence is everything you said, but therefore the whole lead up to the escape of what just happened is what I said. My point with the Dr. No thing is that right at the end, when you've got all the labels and everything, that whole sequence is over in five minutes that he pushes Dr. No into the thing. He gets out of the thing. He's in a boat. Done. No, it isn't. It's so quick. It is. It it is not. We'll count it. We're we're talking about the stupidity of he's got James Bond captured. He has worked his entire lifetime for this plan. He's got him tortured. They blow something up. Why can't they extend that sequence? Why can't it be harder for him to escape? Why does he have two guys guarding this whole base? Two people. And then he gets a helicopter just sitting on the mountain. Like, let's go. I I remember when this show used to be fun. We're just yelling at each other. Yeah, if you think about it, this is what we've always done. Ben says something stupid and no one and I tell him how dumb he is. This is a classic 007. I, I can't wait till we get to episode 107 when we introduce the long-awaited fourth host and go the female angle on this show, which we're long overdue. Oh, oh, um, and we can finally have 50-50 split, so I don't have to put up with these two wankers. Um, can I, and I've got some just describe all my complaints about off the podium and athlete of the day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Noah, remind me to send you Colin's tantrum. He literally got up and threw a chair because he didn't get his way. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me, let me, let me, let me preface this. Oh, here we go. I'm on here a podcast. Go. I'm here on a go. podcast with two mm-hmm. Australians. We pick an athlete of the day for the whole Olympics. Ben brings up an Australian something like eight days in a row. I bring up one Canadian. And it's the Canadian who set the record for most medals ever won, and she did it by the time she's 21 years old. They want to put up a guy who protested the boxing because he headbutted a guy and held up the event for 45 minutes. I said, no way are we putting up 16 Australians and the one Canadian who's the greatest of all time is being Noah. put aside for somebody who protested an event. Noah, as somebody who doesn't give two shits about the Olympics... Are you personally going to click open a news article that says Canadian teenager breaks a record or French boxer chucks a tanty by sitting in a ring for 20 minutes and doesn't want to lose because he's a if sore you loser? Saw Penny Alexiak, he would op- if you saw Penny Alexiak, you would open that one. <laughs> nah, Penny Alexiak's not Noah's time. The, the point is, on that argument, I'm on a show with two people who hate die another day. I never stand a chance. I have to put up with your crap all you the do. time. Hold on. So you there's do realize, the same argument. You do realize that my throwing the chair was literally me doing an homage to your rant from Penny, uh, uh, what was it, Plenty O'Toole in the, the, the 007 episode. You're like, call it through a chair. Ben, you walked off and showed pornography to people. <laughs> that was your protest. Yeah, that's an adult reaction. <laughs> Showing adult movies. You know? <laughs> I just want to say, I don't know what's happened for the last five minutes. <laughs> you know you know how I said you weren't the Muppet things? I take it back. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, all I'm hearing are two old guys yelling. <laughs> I've always said that the Craig, all Craig climaxes to me are pretty rubbish. I don't really think there's a good Craig climax. 
Oh, Skyfall's great. Skyfall's pretty good. Like, yeah, but like again, at the end of the day, it's just Bond in a house, Bond in a, you know, Bond drowning under ice. I yeah, like what's wrong with Bond drowning under ice? What? No, I'm saying that's great. Like, I think you're underselling Skyfall. You got so much going on in that. It's, I just, they're not my, like, if you rank the errors of climaxes, like, I want, like, the over-the-top, like, what Noah was going on before. I want the English storming a volcano. I want this happening. I want that happening. Like, they're, you know, but, like, they fit the films, I guess. And I, like, you before calling, you're like, oh, there's still an hour to go. Like, I'm still hooked on this film. There's, there's not been a moment How on this movie where I'm just on? like, because it's great. It's entertaining. It's fun. What's I like it. What's like- here? Can we talk He's having about, a standoff with Blofeld, that. the greatest villain in Bond history, two-time Academy Award winner Christoph Waltz. We've got the What's origin the of the Scar. I don't want to buy He's standing off with needed. him right now. Yeah, that's what we needed, the origin of the Scar. We talked about in. that in our older uh, episodes. Oh, we're we going to get it. Yes, Noah? fighting. I just want Colin to throw a chair by the end of this episode. I said I didn't want, I said I wanted to butt in because we needed to see that very scene right there, but too late, old guys fighting. I still, I think you walked away when Nora and I were talking about this. I don't think we're going to get Bond 26 till like 2025 at the earliest. Chloe Carter? <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> no, Casper, you can't watch it. <laughs> It's a coloring book, Casper. They, they don't make movies that. of this garbage. Casper, can oh, you go look, upstairs with this? It looks good. Look, we're watching. We're watching James Bond right here. This is James Bond, but there's nothing on right now. It's a black screen. That's a James Bond movie. You like James Bond? James Bond. Yeah, <laughs> James Bye, Bond. Okay. You go upstairs though, okay? <laughs> Mommy's calling you. There's our cameo, and no breakfast yet. Come on. <laughs> wow. Ben, isolate that clip. <laughs> Dick Colin to his wife moment. I did. That's fine. It's a joke, Jamie. <laughs> you know it's exciting. Wow. You know it's an exciting climax when Casper coming on and saying James Bond is the most exciting thing that's yes. happened in the last twenty minutes. <laughs> I could get him to say Bond, James Bond. We all went, oh, something's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so I I just have to ask a question of Noah here. Are you proud of the fact that Monica Bellucci is one of the three lowest ranking things in Spectre, thanks to your ranking? (laughs) I'm in 10th. That's fair for her. She's Um, a single, she's barely above Q, and she's significantly above writings on the wall. But she's in the the, bottom three Spectre things we've ranked. The movie overall. <laughs> I will throw a chair. I'll pick this up. Don't break, break your treadmill now. Um, What are we going to use as a magic word on the countdown? Three, two, one. Dead. Uh, Anna or dead or right. <laughs> I went with my favourite thing in this movie. You went with your favourite thing in this movie. 
Somewhere in the middle of Whitlist, dead. Yeah, I mean, rip. I mean, he is literally dying in this movie. So, which I'm still trying to work out why this movie is called No Time to Die. Really, like, can we just come up with something at the end of this movie to work out why it was called No Time to Die? No time to release. That's uh, what we're going for a while. <laughs> Clearly. All right. So, uh, have you got your copy ready to go? How are you watching this? Colin, we never asked this, and all of our other twenty-four things. How are you watching No Time to Die this time around? Uh, you know, I get the digital copy when you buy the Blu-ray, so uh, I have it downloaded on my phone. And I also want to uh, let people know we usually start it because we we see the lion, the MGM lion, right away. But they've got that new fancy logo, so you're just going to see the beginning of the lion graphic this time. Yeah, I actually am not sure as well because um, we worked out that there are different versions of intros because there's some have a Ooh. universal logo. Some, I mean, I don't know what I've got. Yeah, mine's totally from the Blu-ray release too on my iPad. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I actually funny story because everyone knows I download illegally, but I download this became available for download like two days before it was released in Australia. So I actually downloaded this like two days before I saw it at the cinemas. And I was so tempted to watch. I didn't even check it to see if it was a good copy until I saw it. But I've had this basically before I even saw it at the cinemas. So anyway, um, all right, three. To all right, are you ready, Colin? Sorry, are you ready? Yes, now I'm now I'm ready. Okay, all right, okay, all right, okay. Everyone get ready because this is gonna take a while. Three, two, one, one. dead, dead. Now, uh, I have the golden lion thing, it is very yeah. fancy now, isn't it? Oh, Ars Gracia Artis. <laughs> Which I kind of, like, if this was a Roger Moore film, he would have run over those sheets. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>, Baba. <laughs> Still does make me sad this was the first movie that we never got Roger Moore's opinion of. You know, just on Twitter. Oh, he, Not he sure I agree it. with James dying, but they tried something different. Well done, Barbara and Michael. <laughs> would he ever criticise a Bond movie? He I don't think he liked Die Another Day. I think there was like... Um, oh, really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was something like... because oh, You know how they did the whole royal premiere and like yeah. the Queen and all that was there? I think like Roger Moore was there and I think he was like quoted as saying like, I think they've gone a little bit too far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to find it. Like I did read it somewhere. Um, of course it was Die Another Day. I'm pretty sure it was Roger Moore said that... Um, no, I'm going to find this. This is annoying me now. You watch the movie. Oh, um, so this this sequence. Did we do... We did this in the Hall of Fame? There's uh, so many I, in this. I think... Well, Bond, Bond dying and Felix's death, I think, are the two that... Yeah, and then I, well, I think it. we went with the, the, the Cuba fight scene instead. Oh, we did. Cuba, yeah. Yeah, this would have been right up there. Uh... Where are we? Oh, what? Roger Moore's dead? (laughs) (laughs) Who's responsible? I want to know now. (laughs) Roger Moore Bond films in order. (laughs) I I can't just read anything now without Roger Moore's voice. (laughs) Oh, I've written written Roger Moore die another die. Ooh. No wonder you're to blame for it. You're sitting there Google die, Roger, die. <laughs> die, Roger, die. <laughs> oh, I love this. Like, we're not just going full out gadgets. We're going to do the most spectacular Aston Martin scene ever. 
and the score. Like I love the music. Oh yeah, music. this is a great soundtrack. And I, I never thought Hans Zimmer would be able to pull this off because his style is very different from Bond. So when they hired Hans Zimmer, you're expecting it's they're going to do Inception style music, and instead he's like, no, no, I'm just I'm just going to do the most Bond score ever. And because he basically came out and said that like I'm a massive Bond fan, mm-hmm. so like I love the fact that he he basically is like paying homage to it, and because you know he's a massive fan. Uh... Ah, here we go. Roger Moore actively voices displeasure with the film, citing the invisible car and the weak CGI as being a low for the series. Aw. <laughs> I didn't like the invisible car. I, I know I'm very critical of the invisible car, but I mean, Roger, that the movies you made and the invisible car, a double-take pigeon. A, Roger, a you were on a hovercraft that somehow just <laughs> turned from a gondola and a pigeon went... Uh, you dress you as went a clown. Into space. <laughs> you clown, exactly. Roger Moore. <laughs> oh no, Laser. too far. I don't believe it. <laughs> pew pew. He's our beloved, not Boris. Uh. <laughs> why do people not? I don't get why. I have not read from anybody outside of our circle who didn't hate Valdo, but I'm like, he is one of the best things in the movie. Like, did those same people hate Boris? I, I don't get it because, like, the minute he came on screen, I love this guy. Like, I was just yeah. like, oh, my God, this guy is amazing. <laughs> I put the ball in your soup. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about his character is they just randomly turn him racist at the end. It's like, what? Yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. I I mean, he's he's working with a woman of another race here. <laughs> Maybe they're just like... do that. Maybe they literally think, like, oh, people are liking this guy too much. Um... Fuck, he's racist just as he dies. But like, it's it, it's just it's it's annoying when you have to throw something like that in there just randomly because you have an opportunity. If you want to make that part of the character, have it be where it's like, oh, you may touch my soup, but not Indian woman. <laughs> <laughs> Under underused line in No Time to Die. <laughs> it's not. Yes. I like animals. It's like, yes, I like people with non-white skin. Oh, do you see how it went to the Matrix code before the computer shut off? <laughs> hey, that one second of scene was better than the Matrix 4. <laughs> Possibly, yes. I love this set. This set's cool. I like this building. Oh, it's fantastic. But, like, this is a, a facility which is meant to be, like, top secret. They've got diseases that can kill the world. Why is there no security? <laughs> yeah, they should have guard station on the floor. I went to um, the world of Coke in Atlanta and they have this section where there's like a safe and behind the safe is supposedly the secret formula for Coke. And they've got a guard standing at that door 24-7 in case like you walk there and you're like, Mr. Pepsi, and you're like, I'm going to steal this formula. They've got better security at the world of Coke than they do on this floor. Forget that. When uh, uh, I think I mentioned it before, when we when we were on our honeymoon in Nassau, they have armed guards in dollar stores. Like we wanted to do, mm. we went to McDonald's in a dollar store, and there were armed guards. And it's not what you think. It's not like a guy sitting there with a machine gun, but just you could tell they have a weapon, and that's their guards. Like no matter what your business is, you will have a guard on premise, and yet well, these you- people don't. <laughs> New York, it's like you go through the train stations and they literally have the military standing in there with like, having said that, when I was in New York, there were just 
random shootings happening like every day on the subway. It was pretty safe. It was like you just read, oh, cool, random businessman gunned down by a random stranger on the subway on the loose. Sweet. I'm on the subway reading this right now. I feel very safe. Um, but again, London, they're very, you know, oh, jolly hold, we've got a disease that could kill the world. Damn, no one cares about us. Have some tea and some Ebola in your soup. Wouldn't it be great if right here, Valdo just picks up the phone and he's like, yes, we have it, sir. The recipe for tomato soup. <laughs> the secret formula for Coca-Cola. <laughs> it is in my hands. <laughs> Mr. Pepsi, we win. <laughs> I also found the Colonel's secret 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> Oregano. I did not expect that one. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, oh everyone, it's breakfast time! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I didn't even hear her. I just looked behind me, like, what? I like your shirt. I like your shirt, Jamie. Uh, it's, it's her pajamas. I like your pajamas, like Jamie. <laughs> What's some breakfast? Uh, there's eggs and it looks like sausage and toast. Ooh. Fancy. Um, again. Another, I've said it countless times on our 50,000 episodes on this movie, but the beauty of this movie is that it is just so batshit crazy in the fact that there are so many things that if you had have said 12 months ago, this is going to be in a bomb movie, you'd be like, oh, fuck, we're getting another die another day. Like, mm-hmm. if you had have said, we're going to get a scene where they throw a missile canister that launches green dots <laughs> which turn into magnets to which somebody is thrown down an elevator shaft and wears a magnetic suit which makes them float in midair to survive falling down a shaft. You'd be like, oh, God, die another day. What the fuck is going on? But you just see that and you're like, ha, that's funny. I know that I mentioned that like Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol used the same thing with like magnets and diving down a shaft, but like Mission Impossible went to the lengths of explaining the science behind it so much that they just kept quoting. It's like, yes, the science is, don't worry, the science is out. This is like, no, we're just going to do it. No explanation needed. And again, are we... Ooh, what a man. Look at that bulge in those shorts. Um, <laughs> the um, Way too distracted to even think about what I was talking about. Um, it's M's fault. This entire movie is M's fault, basically. Don't spill it on your shirt now, Colin. It's a nice shirt you're wearing. <laughs> You've got a mouthful of egg. I'm so so professional I'm gonna, on 007. Keep talking. I'm going to step away to get a baby wipe or something. <laughs> God, God has literally just dropped egg all over his shirt. Oh, this is why this podcast doesn't win awards because, you know, oh. here we are just talking about egg eating breakfast live on air. I'm going to tell you the best thing about having children that are still in diapers is you have baby wipes everywhere, which come in handy in every room. <laughs> My mom used to just have a habit of, we'd call them wet ones. So we'd go out and she's just always in a handbag, a purse. Got to have my wet ones. Got to have my wet ones. <laughs> oh, we'll but probably mom- keep buying these even after the twins are out of diapers. Another solid point here, um, as we get the die another day reference here with the Dalek Terror. Um, I get their secret agents. You know, I, I get they've got to be all mysterious and shit, and I get the audience needs to be like, oh, who could it possibly be, even though we actually have seen Felix in the trailer as we're about to get Naked Craig. Give me a moment. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like to brush my teeth too. Does he always um, leave his toothbrush outside? Like, how riddled with bacteria is it? Man, you could almost see his pubes in that shot. <laughs> Craig doesn't have pubes? 
Come on, that man is bare as a baby's bottom. Um, but like, why does Felix just be like, "Hey, I'm gonna show up to his house and put a cigar down and half a thing. He'll know what I'm talking about." He could either do one of two things: write a note, "Hi James, in town, I'll be at the Cuban bar in Jamaica," or B, just wait for him there. Like he literally is about to go. Like, oh, let's go somewhere quiet. James Bond's house is pretty quiet. Yeah. Also, by the way, that was Naomi before that Naomi. We we established that 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 was Naomi mm-hmm. that he drives past there. I just um, I just imagine Felix's notes now. It's like, hi James, sorry I missed you. Let's meet up later. Sincerely, Felix Leiter, your friend. P.S. Monica's doing well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also another thing I thought about. Oh, there's Billy. Look at him. There's mm-hmm. the Book of Mormon. I saw the Book of Mormon when I was in New York. Great show, by the oh, way. I recommend yeah. it. Um. Why does Nomi even go to Jamaica? Yeah, there's no reason for her to go there. I mean, they're like, okay, we got to make sure that Bond isn't going to help them. But, like, she's not asking him for help. She Send literally kill Bond if that's what you want to do. She literally goes out of her way to wear a wig, pretend to be like a local, to half seduce him, only to be like, yeah, just don't bother me or I'll shoot your knee. By the way, I'm 007. Okay, bye. Like... Yeah, like, Couldn't why he did... show up to Cuba and she be there and do exactly the same thing in Cuba? What would you do in that? I, just, I can't imagine Colin being in a situation where a woman's proposition, like, even Jamie, like, before, like, I don't know what happens on your birthday, but, like, like I just can't, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be so uncomfortable. It wouldn't even be uncomfortable. I just wouldn't get it. Jennifer Garner told- could be right there behind you, like naked and masturbating with a toothbrush, and you'd just be like, <laughs> "So, what was it like filming Alias?" <laughs> J- Jamie makes fun of me because, uh, I mean, yes, it's not so like do we. this happens. Well, it's not like this happens <laughs> now that we're now that we're married, you know. But uh, oh, we actually did. We knew each other and, and worked together for a while before we were ever uh, together. But uh, she said she said that like she would see there, there was like you know one or two girls who would be flirting with me. And she's like, yeah, you just didn't get it at all, Colin. I'm like, who flirted with me? I'm like, apparently I just don't get it. So it's, it's not that far off base to think. Colin, the stud. All the women are just coming up to him. Hey, well, baby. In, a, in, all, in all fairness, I was working in a workplace with a thousand people. And my job oh. meant that I, I literally interacted with a thousand people. Um, so just all these people were throwing you were the sexiest guy in this building. <laughs> You were the James Bond of Alarms Inc. or whatever it was that you were. Look, you 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 go into a building with a thousand people. Even Noah's going to get propositioned at least once. Twice is not that. I just, I just love this this image of like you just you know tell a little loud. Let's go sell some alarms. I don't know what the fuck your job is. And then <laughs> Jamie's texting me right now saying it's like yes, you were that oblivious. Here's Jamie sitting there at a desk going, oh god, he's so hot. And then all of a sudden there's like Jenny over at Cubicle B. Oh, he's so hot. There's Rita in Cubicle D. Oh, he's so hot. You you literally used the name of one of the girls that Jamie said. (laughs) What can I say? I I know the office politics of Canada. I have never been at any office workplace or anything. The rare times I've had a real paying job and... Like I, I'm somewhat oblivious. I when I used to go out drinking and clubbing like Noah, which still hasn't grown out of that phase. Um, I have been in situations where apparently girls were flirting with me, 
like twice in my life and I had no idea and people would like slap me and go off at me. But like I can firmly say now having at least been whatever my situations to at least known two a of woman them, <laughs> to known a woman um, that I could maybe pick up some telltale signs and I'm never in any of my jobs if I have had. That's sexual <laughs> harassment, Colin. You should report these it women. It is. <laughs> report Trust Jamie. Me. Call up Jamie HR would, right now. Jamie here itself was definitely guilty of some sexual harassment to my <laughs> door back in the day. Not More yeah. details, please. <laughs> The way that Disney does it, like I haven't seen Lightyear yet. I know that Buzz himself is not gay. They would never go that far. But uh, well, uh, well, I mean, him and Woody. What do they do in the closet when it's dark? He's hanging night? out Who with knows? a guy called Woody. I mean, <laughs> saying, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, the way that Disney has it in all the things. Like I know there's the the background characters in Star Wars that are gay. And <laughs> like, that's the, that's Disney's C3PO way. C-3PO and um, R2-D2 want that background <laughs> characters. <laughs> but like Disney is always like putting stuff in the Marvel movies or the Frozen movies or the, the uh, uh, Star Wars movies where, Hey, we're, we're, we're being progressive. We're going to have gay characters in the background where nobody notices like Bond. We're going to make a major character gay and we're going to do it in a way where we're not making a big deal out of it. And people are going to be okay with it. That's a very good point because, like, I mean, it was what was it? A Beauty and the Beast was the first one that they like the yeah. remake. Like, it's because it does it's always like make it's, the, a tea, it's like a teacup or something. I don't know. It always makes the news, doesn't it? Where it's kind of like, oh, they're they're gay, and it's like, what was it? Saudi Arabia bans Lightyear because there's gay. Like, why does it need to be in the fucking news? Who cares? Like, people are gay. Let them be but in like, movies. It shouldn't be a headline. Like, who gives a fuck? I'll also, I'll also say, and this is not me jumping on the bandwagon of banning it or anything, but it is weird that they will identify characters being gay. It's like in most of these Disney movies, people aren't identified as straight. You don't have a lot of love stories in, you know, some of the Star Wars. Perfect example. There's no, there's two love stories in Star Wars and neither of which are significant in any way, you know? And I'm going to start, I'm gonna start into some of the movies. doing like headlines. Like, oh my God, there's straight characters in this movie. <laughs> Controversial. They'll ban that. And like, what's the gayest country in the world? I don't know. Um, Azerbaijan. Like, oh my God, they're banning the straight movies in Azerbaijan. That's, they're not a gay country. I don't know what a gay country is. <laughs> the gayest country in the world, Azerbaijan. <laughs> it sounds like the word. Like, it sounds like very flamboyant. Like, Azerbaijan. Like, I mean, it just, you would say that very flamboyantly. Everything Ben has said on this episode is more offensive than what we see in no, light year. I guarantee I mean it. that in a positive way. It's not like, like if you just say like, I don't know, France, like that's not very flamboyant. Like, how you going? What's this country? France. Like, okay. Canada. Ooh, okay. But it's like, Azerbaijan. Like, it's very like, you know, <laughs> like Azerbaijan walks into a room. It's wearing a big frilly dress. People are drawn to Azerbaijan because it's very out there. Right? It's like, hello, everyone. I'm Azerbaijan. He's my friend, France. Like, you know, lame. Ubekistan's still in the closet. Azerbaijan, no closets necessary. They, they are out and proud and get used to them. <laughs>
Hello to all our listeners in Baku. Um, <laughs> like it's so like they're very they're, they're a great country. I love it's Azerbaijan. So gay. <laughs> like, I wish we could edit it in here. Noah, what would you think of Azerbaijan? Oh, it's pretty gay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like. I'm not saying gay is in a but gay's not bad. I'm I'm on the gay train. Like I wish I was gay. You I are really definitely do. on the gay train. I really do wish I was gay. Sometimes it would explain why I am so flamboyantly into Madonna. But like, like oh look, Saffin. <laughs> he has a deformity on his face. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I want to find out how big blue the lesbian room was in Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> they love Bohemian Rhapsody. Loved it. Now, Pretty Mercury was their president. To, <laughs> circling back to our pre-Azerbaijan point here. Um, to the episode title. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Azerbaijan! <laughs> Azerbaijan! Capitals with an exclamation. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so when you when you do it well azerbaijanian level gay stuff in movies that's the level of like gay to straight you have azerbaijan <laughs> like What's the straightest country in the world? I don't know. Apparently Nigeria. Saudi Arabia. Um, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Nigeria pretty straight too, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> we're gonna replace- you don't know what to say to that. We're going to replace the word term gaydar with Azerbaijanar. <laughs> Every single time we play that clip of no, it's like, oh, it's pretty Azerbaijan. <laughs> Even their flag is like bright and colourful. They're in the Seychelles. <laughs> Seychelles is basically a rainbow flag. They're pretty gay too. Good for them. <laughs> and Seychelles sounds way gayer than Azerbaijan. They're also very flamboyant. Like Azerbaijan, Seychelles. <laughs> Seychelles. They are the two uh, countries that walk into the UN and you know you're in for a good time. And you know what? We have had more gay, gay content in this episode then Lightyear has guaranteed. And we are very pro-gay. We've had Noah on this show for how many years? And me. So, like, it's it's very pro-gay. And you I'm know, not saying these- that derogative. That's a positive comment. Like, I don't, I've never understood why gay was used as an insult. Like, oh, you're so gay. Like, that's a compliment. Well, let's ask Noah. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> to me... I was I was bullied through high school and people called me gay. They called me all those things. I, I look back on that time now. It was hard. I was a teenager. I was growing up. I didn't understand it. I look back and I'm like, thanks, everyone, for calling me gay. I wish I was. I was proud that you called me that. So thank you very much. <laughs> if you're gay, your life would be so much easier. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> you can move to Azerbaijan. <laughs> well, I wish I could. <laughs> Oh, what this is this is oh fuck <laughs> i hate this this is this is not a, my bond this is what i this just, is, this such, is ugh. no it's perfect because the, his awkwardness with this is like oh that's how we're gonna do it okay <laughs> that that's any person who's encountering a child for the first time but like i look at this and i can imagine can you imagine sean connery in the scene eat your apple you little shit <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been watching way too many uh, Saturday Night Live clips of Celebrity <laughs> Jeopardy of watching just, Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, the, the thing is, though, like, this is... This is the way that kids are. Like, that's what I love I about don't it. care if this is the way kids are. Don't put it in a James it, Bond movie. What's what's wrong with it being in a Bond movie? He did have a child in the novels, too. Um, well, I'm not like, up to that yet. Don't spoil that shit. But, like, again, <laughs> like, it's taken us 25 movies, have awkward Bond cutting an apple for a child, which is so not his, such by a the good way. Moment. Uh, I just I just want to uh, throw in a couple little fun kid stories here. Kids oh, will goody. say things. <laughs> they will Eat say shit. things. And like, yeah, well, that's happened in this house. Um, but they'll say things and you're like, wow, like I don't want to laugh at them because I don't want them to think, to think they just said something stupid because they actually said something really hilarious. Like Casper the other day, I said, can you help us put Remy's sandals on? So he pulls Remy to the kitchen. He said, come here, my good man. <laughs> Where did he get this from? <laughs> I do. I the limited time I have spent with children, um, I do laugh at. I mean, didn't everyone's favorite man, Bill Cosby, didn't he used to host a show? Kids say the darndest things. The I remember watching things, that. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Oh, here's a, here's another good one. Um, so whenever let's say Casper does something, if he's reading a book and he reads a whole sentence or something, or or if he recognizes something, like oh that's smart. Well, oh that's good, Casper. Good job. Uh, he started doing that to us now. And again, he's not trying to be funny. It's just like casual conversation with him. So he'll be watching something. And be like, oh, you're watching a Minecraft. I, I, I think that's a Minecraft video on TV, right? He goes, hmm, that's very good, daddy. <laughs> like, okay. Thanks, I try. <laughs> I remember um, the uh, infamous time I stayed with my friend in Perth with children. Listen to our <laughs> Jurassic Park coverage. <laughs> Um, One of the things he did to those children. <laughs> shout out to my friend Emma, who's, um, that was what, four years ago now. So I'm sure her son has grown up a little bit. He was a little shit. And all he <laughs> would say was no. So he'd be like, hi, I think his name was Oscar. Hi, Oscar, how are you? No. And you'd be like, okay. He's like, oh, do you want to come watch something? No. And like, like, literally the only thing he would say would be no. And I'm just like, fuck, this kid's a little shit. And like, I don't know how people put up with children. Like I, I've never procreated, at least that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> it's, it's always the fear I'm going to get a phone call. I, I literally got a phone call once, like like 15 years ago. I was like, oh, what's this number? And I answered. It was a little boy. It was like, Daddy. I'm like, who is this? What's your name? Who's your mother? How old are you? <laughs> it was like a wrong number. I was like, fucking shitting myself. Um, but like... I just don't get it. But, like, the one thing I will say that I would love to have children for is that I want to be one of those parents who have a pram, like a stroller, and just fucking owns the footpath or the shopping centre because, like, those stupid oh, yeah. cunt parents who are just like, I've got a baby, <laughs> fucking move. I, you know, I'm like, well, you didn't wear a fucking condom. It's not my fucking fault. So, like, but they don't give a shit. So I just want to be one of those. Di- and, like, I don't even think I need a child. I'm just going to go buy a pram, fill it up with pillows. <laughs> I just walk through like my local shopping and I fuck off. I've got a stroller, bitch. <laughs> it's even better when you have twins because those strollers are so oversized. And as soon as people see twins, they're like, oh, you got twins. I'm so sorry. Take all the time you need. <laughs> I want to keep those. I want them to be 15 and in that stroller. You know, um, you know, my favorite James Bond movie is The World Is Not Enough. You know, my mm-hmm. favorite location. In the world, brilliant. 
That's where Electra was when she walked out in Baku. You know, it's a It's such a huge problem with this. And I, it's amazing that it actually took, I think, two or three viewings for any of us to catch on to that. I saw James Bond get a jet ski out of a suitcase by himself <laughs> in less than 30 minutes to stop <laughs> nuclear bombs from destroying the world with less desperation than you've got of Daniel Craig here. I mean, I'm telling you, the only reason he wants to die is because he's getting out of being a dad. That's literally the only reason <laughs> yeah. he kills himself. <laughs> we can rewrite that now. <laughs> because, like, I mean, look, you're, you're married to Jamie. You've only, you have only had sex with Jamie twice in your life. Since you last had sex with your wife, you have not touched her. So basically, it's like you have nanobots in your body and you can't touch her or she will die. But you, you two survive. You love each other. You raise children together. So, like, why I, couldn't Bond just basically... If anyone's been married, I was married for 80 days. I don't know what it's like to be past that threshold where you fall out of love. One of us did, and she fucked another guy. That was on her. But the point is, like, most people in long-term relationships and marriages don't touch each other after a while and fall out of love and just tolerate each other and are basically housemates. Right, Colin? So, like, where's the issue here with him not being able to touch her? I can't wait for the day when you start a story about your children with, I love my children. I had a great memory with them the other day. Like, it's always, oh, we ate his own shit. No, he's got to go to a stupid oh. appointment with it. No, they wouldn't. Like, do you love your Look, children, I'll, Colin? I'll, I'll tell you this. Every parent out there understands where I'm coming from because there is no scenario where something doesn't go wrong. Yesterday was Canada Day. And we had like this thing right by our house. It's called a farmer's market. Uh, and they had like a big event where they have bouncy castles and stuff like that. Three kids. One of them is always crying. One didn't want to go in the bouncy castle. One didn't want to leave the bouncy castle. One wanted a popsicle. One wanted cotton candy. Like there was always one kid crying. And I just, I'm like, why do we take our kids in public, Jamie? And she's like, it's normal. My, my <laughs> Guaranteed. My parents generally, when they tell stories about me growing up, either will be like, oh, a haha, an embarrassing story about Ben, or oh, he was so good. Like, I never get her. Like, <laughs> I'll get my dad on. I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's when you get to a certain age, you only have fond memories. When you get past the stress of them being young, because Jamie's mom is like that. She's, it's funny, Jamie's mom will always tell, oh, Jamie, you were such a good girl. And Jamie will laugh and say, no, I wasn't. And like Jamie's brothers would be like, yeah, she was not. <laughs> See, but I like I stand by the fact that I was. I was a good child. My sister was a pain <laughs> in the ass. My sister, like I once cooked her, she had like this chicken left in the freezer. So I cooked a chicken. I, I was like, oh, fuck, chicken. Didn't know it was hers. She then found out that I cooked a chicken. She fucking like went on this massive rant, told my parents to get fucked and stormed out and like went to her boyfriend's house because I cooked a chicken. <laughs> That's my sister yeah, but, for you. But but was were, were she like Jamie where she threw a fork into your head like Jamie did to her brother? <laughs> my sister tripped me over as a child and I cut my head open. She used to drag me around. She like tied a rope around my neck as a baby and dragged me around like a dog. <laughs> Although but it, <laughs> I, I told the story about the time I got stuck in a wheelie bin. I've told that story before, right? Yeah. Where I was like, you can't fit in that, can you? And I just yeah. left it there. <laughs> But you see, Bond is missing out on all those stories where he could be like, oh, this one time her and her doo-doo got kidnapped by a terrorist in a garden of death. <laughs> I just, I, I really think we need to emphasize the fact, like I re-listened to the other day, uh, I was still in New York and I was playing like one of our best of clips to um, either the girl that was in my bed that time or wasn't. Um, and 
<laughs> There's two of them. I hope um, that's going to make my best of. <laughs> hi, Jen. Hi, Casey. How you doing? Um, so I played them the clip of the doo-doo bit where it was like, I was like, doo-doo, leave it alone, Ben. And like, I just, I lose it every time I hear that. And the fact that they then go on to name a character doo-doo. They, like, we are just becoming meta now on Double O. They're naming characters after our jokes. Next, Kyle the Bond 26 with Azerbaijan. It's like the main <laughs> Anyway, I guess this moment we should probably focus on what's happening because it's um kind of a big deal. At this point, when you're watching this for the first time, what are you thinking? Oh, that he's dying. Uh, you honestly thought, <laughs> like yeah, you thought they're gonna do it. I, I, I'm, I, I would at this point, I'm starting to think I know where they're going with this, and I don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, still in the back of my head, I was fifty fifty. This was the first point where I believed because on all our coverage beforehand, we're like they're not gonna kill Bond. But at this point, I'm like, ooh, they might. And then still I'm thinking, ah, uh, there's got to be a way out of this. Yeah, I, I at this point was just complete denial. I'm like, no, 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 no they're not going to do it. They're, there's a hell, there's something's going to happen. Like, no. Like, I see everything, somewhere. Even to the point where the missiles like blew him up. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the first time I saw it, I had that guy like wailing at the top of his lungs. He was like crying yeah. his eyes out. <laughs> And then the second time I saw it was when that guy went up to go to the toilet. I felt like, mate, you might want to sit down for this. I think every time I saw it, though, like outside of guy crying, like you could hear a pin drop in the cinema. Like it was. Oh, yeah. Which was like weird. The second time I saw Jurassic World Dominion, like, you know, I think I talked about how the first time I saw it, like bloody Americans clapping and cheering at everything. Uh, The second time I saw it, was like five people in the movies and like didn't utter a sentence at all and anything happened. I know I mentioned um, I stayed through the entire credits, just waiting to see the James Bond will return. Oh, me too. And right as the credits were ending, these two guys behind me said, like, we just sat through two and a half hours to watch James Bond die. And all of a sudden it comes up, like literally the next second, James Bond will return. And they're like, oh, <laughs> that was it. They just left. <laughs> do you think they did that deliberately to troll people that they did at the very, because usually like. Oh, yeah. It often, well, like, I think the Craig ones have always been at the very end, but like often they would do it near the beginning, won't they? Yeah, like uh, I think the Brosnans had it at the beginning. Um, but yeah, the, the classic ones would always have it at the end. You know they're waiting to the very end to do that. I still, my favorite, like the the meme thing, which Noah mentioned, I think, and I sort of recreated it because they took it down. It was easy to recreate. was the whole bit that when he dies and it's Money Penny waking yeah. up in the sex <laughs> VR. Oh, rather hard, isn't it? <laughs> always amazes me, like, you know, actors, great, you know, people always, oh, they've got such an easy profession. But, like, think about the logistics of filming this. Like, Leia Seydoux has got a whole bunch of cameras. Like, she's not with Daniel Craig, like, saying, I love you, I love yeah. you. Like, they're basically, somebody else is there reading lines off camera and she's having to cry and be that way, you know, like that. And same with Daniel Craig. Like, he's having to, you know, be that way, basically, with Gordy Bukanagua filling up a woman in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Craig, do shit. And, and uh, really, Leia Seydoux doesn't get enough credit for her performance in this. I mean, just as actress in general, she's not usually thrown out there as like top level actress, but I would actually say she's one of the more convincing criers I've ever seen in a movie. Like, this is really good. Better than Natalie Portman? Way better than Natalie Portman. <laughs> better than Neve Campbell? Oh, there's the ultimate crier right there. I don't know. If, I don't know. I can picture her crying. Is it Neve or Nev? 
I've heard it pronounced both ways. I, I don't Honestly, know if I've ever heard it pronounced it though. You know it's what? A mad, it's a weird name. I don't give a shit. If you've got a name like that, who gives a fuck? Say it however you like. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're like, I, I, like I'm, I, whatever her parents called her for that reason, sure. But like, fucking hell. <laughs> you deserve to like have your name mispronounced. Anyway, sorry, shit. Bonds with <laughs> Oh, at this point, I'm just like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> but the music yeah, and- here. I still remember Jamie like turning to me when it happened and I'm like, I'm just like, mm, I, <laughs> even if the movie's over, she's like, so what did you think? And I'm like, I'm going to need some time. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like, I wish I had seen this for the first time with somebody, but like, I just, I just sat there. Like it wasn't kind of like, um, say better call soul spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the mid season finale of season five, six, whatever it was, mm. when how get shot, I literally Oh, he did. I literally like put my mouth, the hand on my mouth, and just sat there for the remaining of the episode. Yeah. Like, oh, like, fuck. Like, this, I think I was just literally was just sitting there, just staring at the screen. And I, like, basically you did not move until the credits started. I'm just like, what just happened? He's got a gun, great big man tits. He's got jugs and tiny trunks. Danger to dent, she's furious with him. He's gone completely out to lunch. The quantum of the solace. quantum of solace. I don't know what that means. What does it mean? He's having flashbacks in black and white. No more raised eyebrows, no more quips. He's got the stunt team from the Bond films and lots of product sponsorship. I've written it down. 